Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Pirkei of Shir. We're up here with Hashem to Perik Dalid. Mishnah Chavalov tells us, Rabbi Yaakov Oimer, This world is like a lobby, a hallway entering in to the next world. Prepare yourself in the lobby so that you should merit going into the hall, into the banquet hall. We have to understand here, clearly the Mishnah is telling us that Oilam Habu is not a given. Yet we know that as the introduction to every single parak in the Pirkei Yavis, we quote the Mishnah in Sanhedrin, that there's a chalak waiting for us already. So how do we understand what seemingly seems to be a contradiction? The Mesilas Yisharim, in his Akdam, in his introduction, asks another question. Oilam Habu, as this Mishnah tells us, and as we all know, is a fundamental foundation in being a Yid. And yet at the same time, in spite of its importance, it's not something that's really thought about much and definitely not something that's discussed much. Why? If it's so important and such an integral part of the life of a Yid, then why is it that Oilam Haba is not up there uh, together with all the other important things that people like to talk about for some reason, it, we don't really give it much thought. And says the Messiah Sisharim, it's exactly because of this reason that that is the case. Because it's so fundamental. So people tend to think, okay, I already know about it, and I know it exists, and so what is there to talk about? It's already uh, part of my life, and I know that Elam Haba exists, and I know that that's where a person goes after 120. What more is there to say? Yet, says the Mesilas Yisharim, that exactly is what the Yitzhahara wants. That a person shouldn't dwell on things that are integral and important to our life. Because the less we dwell on these things, then the less we're going to put effort into achieving it, into earning it. And because of this, the Ramchal wrote his monumental work, the Mesilas Yisharim, to help us get a better understanding of Vailam Haba and the ways to attain it. And before we even discuss that, let's ask ourselves, what is the difference really between Oilam Hazeh and Oilam Haba, these two worlds? That the Mishnah is telling us this world is just the lobby and the other world, the Oilam Haba, is the Traklin, the banquet hall. At its, at its core, the difference is that Oilam Hazeh is transient, it's temporary. And Oilam Haba is eternal, it's Nitzchias. Now, being that we live within the confines of time and space, so Nitzchis is something that's very abstract and not something that we can really understand. But the Bali Musa give us a marshal to bring it closer to understanding. Imagine that you have a warehouse, a large, huge warehouse, and it's filled from floor to ceiling with grains of corn. Once in 10 years, a little bird comes and takes one grain of corn. How many millions and billions of years would it take for the warehouse to be empty? To be emptied out? It's not something they could even fathom. That can give us an idea of what Nitzchis looks like. It's limitless. It's forever. And that's what Olam Haba is. And now with that in mind, so we can say, we can ask, what is Eilam Abba? What happens over there 
that it's so much greater than this world. Says the Ramchal, Olam Haba is a place of enjoyment. A place of experiencing the greatest pleasure possible. There are many pleasures that we know of. Eating, drinking, seeing, hearing, all the wonderful experiences that we enjoy in this world. But the greatest pleasure of all is not physical. The greatest pleasure of all is spiritual. And that spiritual experience, the highest level of spiritual enjoyment, says Ramchal, is Devekas in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, clinging to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because since HaKadosh Baruch Hu is everything, then if you cling to Him, then you're experiencing everything. And that is the greatest possible pleasure. And that can only happen in Oilam Abba. In this world, no matter how much a person can achieve Zveikus, and a person can reach great heights, but there's always the goof, the body, that's acting as a barrier. In Oilam Abba, when that's, not a, when that's not around anymore, so then there's no barriers. And a person's neshama can cling to HaKadosh Baruch Hu 100% based on how much effort he invested in this world. And that is the greatest pleasure that can be. And so says the Mishnah, This world is the lobby, leading to the Haba. Make sure that you cross the lobby properly, safely, so that you should be able to enter into the banquet hall and enjoy the greatest pleasure ever possible. And the way to cross it safely, of course, is by following the Torah and observing the mitzvahs. And with that in mind, so we can go back to our question. Of course, there is a chelak in Olam Haba, but how great is it going to be? And are we actually going to earn it or are we going to lose it, Khalila, by our conduct in this world? That all depends on how we act. And here is where the Eight Sahara gets very, very smart. In trying to stop us from getting our Chalik in Oilam Haba. We read just a couple of weeks ago the story of the Miraglim. Chavetz Chaim points out that the hate of the Miraglim is one that's really a classic, a classic way of the Sahara and how he works on a person. A classic strategy. The Miraglim, as we know, were giants. The Pesach tells us, Kula Manoshim, Hema, they were the Gedele Hadar. Yet they came to Eretz Yisrael, to Eretz Canaan, and they explored it, and they were overcome with a tremendous pachat, a tremendous fright, because they realized as they observed Eretz Yisrael, and they saw the giants that lived there, and they saw the fortified cities, and they saw the climate, and they saw all the different nations that were living there, that in order for Klal Yisrael to earn Eretz Yisrael, they would have to be on a very high spiritual level, because... You have these great nations sitting there. Now what merit does Klai Yisrael have to overcome them and to overtake them and to wipe them out and to take over Eretz Yisrael? The Yetzirah 
played a mind game on them and he said to them, Klal Yisrael is simply not on the level to be able to inherit Eretz Yisrael. As the Pesach says, that the Meraglim, as they were walking around and seeing the greatness of Eretz Yisrael, all of a the sudden they felt very small. In spite of their greatness, the Yitzhahara was able to convince them that actually you're very small. There's no way that Rish Baruch Hu is going to give Eretz Yisrael to you. Why should he wipe out these other nations that are living there, that have been living there for decades, for hundreds, for centuries? For you? What did you do to earn it? In what way are you better than them? And because of that pachad, because of that belief, that false anava, in which they said that we don't have the spiritual koiches to overtake the nations that are already there, that we're not on that high level that a Baruch Hu is going to grant it to us at their expense, that was their downfall. And as Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to answer them back, and he implored them, Don't rebel against the Kaddish, against the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Trust the Kaddish Baruch Hu that when he says, I'm giving you Eretz Yisrael, that he means it. That when he says that Eretz Yisrael is going to Klal Yisrael, that means that Klal Yisrael has within it the greatness much, much more than the other nations. And yes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose Klal Yisrael for that purpose, that they should be the ones to inherit Eretz Yisrael, that they should be the ones to work on that land, that they should be the ones to get the Torah and to fulfill its mitzvahs in Eretz Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu begged them, don't listen to the Yetz Sahara who makes you small. Believe in yourself and in your mission and in your greatness. But unfortunately, the Miraglim, and then followed by that, the entire Klal Yisrael, refused to believe it. And they fell. They fell to the Atzas HaYetzer, who made them small. And as a result, they lost their Chelek in Eretz Yisrael. So too says the Chavetz Chaim. The Yetzirah tells a person, Eilam Haba, Eilam Haba, the world to come, where Tzadikim Yoyishvim Vatrisem, Bereshem, Venehenem Ziv HaShchina, Dveigas and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's for those, those Yechidei Segula, those few Gedele Hadar, who sat and learned with tremendous Amelos day and night, who were Tzadikim Yisrael Eilam, Never did anything wrong, never said anything wrong, never got angry, never spoke Lashin Hara. That's for them. But for us, us regular average people, us working people who spend our days in the office and who don't have that much time to learn, Elam Habba is not for us. And here is where the Sahara uses one of his strongest tools. A person is confronted with an Isayan. A very simple Nisayan that everybody goes through. He has a shear and he's tired. Says the uh, Yetzirah to the person, come on, who are you fooling? You know you're going to fall asleep anyway. And even if you come to this shear and even if you're able to focus a little bit, how much is your learning worth? And the same thing with having Kavana by Davening. What's your Kavana worth already? Were you going to focus on one bracha? Big deal. Look at the guy over there. Look at the big tzaddik over there. He, he's Davin Shmanesser for half an hour. He's the one who's going to merit Eilam Haba. But for you, what are you putting in all this effort for? What's it for? What's the purpose? You're not getting there anyway. And that is the greatest mistake that a person can have. To listen to the Yetzirah. 
Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't demand from us to be giants. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to us, do what you can. Of course you should go out to work. At the same time, you should learn a little bit. Daven, and if you do a little bit of Kavana, that's also good. Be honest in your business. Have a moon and a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Try to follow the mitzvahs and stay away from Averis to the best of your ability. And if you do that, you live your life as a simple Yid, you're guaranteed a chelak in Olam Haba. As the Gemara and Shabbos tells us that Bishash Adam Ahmed Din, after 120, mm-hmm. person goes up to Shemayim. So what are the questions that they ask him? Do they say to him, did you sit and learn all day and night? Do they say to him, were you, uh, were you the tzaddik, you say, the God of Adar? No. They ask him questions like this, Did you conduct your business in an honest way? Did you set aside time every day for learning? Not that you learn all day and night, but did you set a time, a set time for learning, even if it's only a few minutes, even if it's only half an hour, an hour, that's all they're asking. See, peace of the Yeshua. Did you await for Yeshua as a Klai Yisrael? Did you daven from time to time that he should send Mashiach? Did you raise a family, a Yiddish family? That is what a Kaddish Baruch was going to ask us. And that's all we need to do to merit Olam Haba. As Chazal tell us, Not everyone is meant to be the God of Ladar. And not everybody is meant to be a giant. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I put you in this world and I gave you, I gave you a guide on how to live life. And that guide is the Torah. And it's very simple and it's very basic. It doesn't take greatness. All it takes is not listening to the Yetzirah who tells us that you're not going to achieve Olam Haba. And as the Pasuk says in the Navi, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Klai Yisrael, Ami, ma sisi l'cha? Umahi lisicha anebi? Answer me Klai Yisrael. What did I do to you? Did I make things so difficult for you that you decided to rebel? Did I make life insurmountable? Am I asking you to be the giant of the giants? No. All I'm saying is follow the Torah to the best of your ability. Learn a little bit. Daven a little bit. Try to act in a way that brings about Kiddush Hashem. Raise a family with values of Torah. That's all I'm asking for and that's all you need to do to cross this world safely. And as the Chassidim like to say in Yiddish, it's happy and it's pleasurable. And yes, it's easy to be a Yid. But as the Pasuk tells us, don't be a Mayrid. Don't say, you know, I just can't do it. So what's the point? That's all Kaddish Baruch is telling us not to do. And if Khalil a person does stumble from time to time, and we all do, for that we have the gift of tshuva. And if we're able to incorporate those things into our life, to remember what, a, what, a, what the foundation of being a Yid is, then in Mitzvah Hashem, we're guaranteed. We're guaranteed to earn a chilek in Lohim Haba. And so now let's go back to the beginning of the Mishnah. We said over there in the, in the Sanhedrin, and yet here, the, the Mishnah tells us, we're in the lobby. There's a lot going on in the lobby. There's a lot to see. There's a lot happening. You go to a wedding, if it's in an elegant hall. So the lobby itself is an adventure. It's an experience. There's a lot going on. But remember, that's not the main part. The main part 
is yes, you could, you could enjoy the lobby too. But make sure that you don't waste your time in the lobby and you never make it into the hall. Transverse it safely and then amidst Hashem, you are going to make it into the Olam Haba. And I just want to conclude with one more marshal from Chavetz Chaim. There was once a poor man who had nothing, no money, no food. And he knocked on the door of a Gavir and he told him his matzav and the Gavir invited him in and he listened to him and he says, here, open up your sack and he fills it up with food items and he takes out a wad of cash and he says, here, put this in your pocket. And the poor man now feels so much better and he starts walking back to his house. But because the sack is so heavy with all the food items, so slowly, slowly, little cracks start popping up in it. And because he was so poor, so his pockets also had holes in them. And slowly the money's falling out as well. And as he's getting closer and closer to home, he notices that his sack and his pockets are getting lighter and lighter. So too says the Chavetz Chaim. Kodesh Baruch Hu gives us the opportunity to live life as Yidin and to enjoy life at the same time and to do things in the proper way so that we can merit Olam Abba. But we have to make sure, not Chalila, to have cracks in the sack, not to have holes in our pockets, that the good things that we do shouldn't get lost. And if we're able to do that and stay focused amidst Hashem, we're guaranteed to earn a wonderful place in Olam Abba to enjoy the greatest pleasure of all of Dveikus and Akadish Baruchu, Lenetzach Netzachim. Thank you so much.